Welcome in to the Friday, February 23, 2024 installment of Market Plus. Naomi Bloom still with us here. And uh, you want to talk movies the whole segment? The Shawshank Redemption, I have to admit, Naomi, that's something I really didn't think you would bring up. That's something I would bring up. I, was, I couldn't contain my smile enough <laughs> when you said that. Yeah, well, I thought it was a perfect illustration because it's like no one really realized that the funds were you know, slowly exiting their wheat positions because the wheat price hasn't gone anywhere. But meanwhile, they've lost or exited, you know, 40 to 50,000 contracts. So they're sitting in a good situation if the news starts to emerge from a friendly side that they can pounce mm -hmm. and they can be, you know, quick to be buyers, quick to be making money on the upside instead of trying to just exit those short positions. So it's very stealthy the way they've been doing it. I have a couple of questions. I think we can answer that about corn and soybeans in a minute. So, but first, I want to. I kind of had to quickly glance over this in in corn. Uh, let's start with Mitch in Iowa, if we could, please. Mitch wants to know: Is a three-handle inevitable in corn? How are you marketing with this in mind? If you're a feeder or a seller, keep in mind we do know, Mitch. Yes, we closed at three ninety-nine. I think on the on the the March contract. Yeah, on March. He wrote that question before we had hit that mark. Yep. So yep. how long does three stick around? Okay, so here's here's my best guess of what I think is going to go down. So I feel like over the next week to three weeks, corn prices are going to find their low. The March contract is getting ready to go off the board, maybe comes front month. The, the question is going to be, does the May just kind of you know sit at these lower levels is it going to try to work a little bit lower and go down to where the March potentially goes off the board? That's, that's the question. But I do very strongly think that we'll see some sort of a seasonal rally at some point. And it might, reality-wise, take until early June to get this market to move. It could be tied to a weather scare with the safrina crop because it's going to be, you know, their major portion of pollination is two months away. It could be in conjunction with some type of, you know, weather scare here for planting or when we start looking at the weather in June and saying, hey, this drought is getting bigger. So whatever type of a rally that we can get off this marketplace when we get our summer rally, that's going to be the cue for people to do marketing, not only for anything they have in the bin, also for what they have planted in the ground and for 2025. Because in order for prices to have a true fundamental reason to get over $5, it's going to take a drought here in the United States. So let's just, let's not say like we're going to have this drought because hoping for a drought is not a way to market your grain. <laughs> okay. So if we can, whatever, you know, spring, summer rally we get, you've got to be making sure that you're pulling the trigger because then here comes the Debbie Downer reality is that even if we plant 3 million less acres of corn. If we have okay yields of, let's just say, you know, like 170, we're still going to be dealing with 2 billion bushel carryout for another year. So that's where whatever type of a summer rally we get, whatever that scenario is, it could be 50 cents, it could be a dollar. We'll, you know, break that down a little bit more later. Um, you got to be Johnny on the spot. And so Johnny on the spot means it's going to be hard to pull the trigger because it's going to be dry weather. And just like what happened last year, people were just like, I can't forward contract. I don't know what I'm growing. But that's, you know, oftentimes your best prices. So you've got to start thinking strategically now about where you're going to be putting your cash sale orders in at the elevator. You need to be thinking about 
okay, if, if Dees Corn can get back up to $5, what would a $5 put be trading at in value-wise? And have an open order sitting there at that level so it gets triggered. Because you know how this works. The market will rally. It's only there for one or two days, and that's it. And you're busy in the field, or you're busy worrying about the crop not growing, that you're too scared to make a move. So back to the original question about $3, if the weather ends up being good enough this summer, we're going to have 2 billion bushel carryout. And come harvest, we're going to be back down to the low fours with potentially moving into the three. So that reality is there, but there's a little bit of hope between now and then. Because we don't have as far to fall. Right. We're closer to three. And $4 is such, such, such big support on the charts. And from that pennant flag formation, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see the chart I posted. We hit the downside target today from the pennant flag formation. Okay, you, I want to just again say this for everybody in the back. Jason and I was question here. He thinks that the market is ignoring E15, aviation fuel, mild winter, continued dryness. You talked about two of those items already. Downtrend, he says, seems overdone. What are my strategies in 25 and 26, which seem flat right now? You just talked about a couple of them. But how do I, again, set to the side the emotion of, I think it could go higher, but I have to do something to try to stay profitable? Yeah, it's, it's such a tricky thing. And so right now, the thing that producers are facing is price or roll with the March contract coming around. And so... You know, quite frankly, if you haven't done anything now, but if you are still concerned that prices might fall, if you are in that camp because you're going to hold on to your grain, waiting for a summer rally, in that instance, you might want to look at a May put uh, to give you, you know, about a month and a half, two months of time that just in case things go lower, you have some price protection. But again, to what I said on the show, you know, we're so oversold, we've hit the downside target, the funds are so short, that part of me wonders, how much lower could it go? But the market always surprises us. But I think the bigger thing would be have the orders in place anticipating the summer rally, but be ready to market for a couple years out. So that means you need to be working with your lender right now. You need to be talking to your elevator to know are they going to be willing to cooperate and help you, you know, market and forward contract out that far. You have to have those conversations now. There's some lenders that are getting a little nervous and maybe making some tough phone calls and talking to people about, I, I can't afford for you to, to hold, uh, you're gonna have to sell something. What blinks first? Who blinks first? Where do we know something is changing fundamentally in the things you just talked about out there and maybe some grain comes out of the market sooner than I think anticipate. a lot of grain got moved the last two days and next week um, because there's been, um, you know, just the people who, for whatever reason, need, need cash, so they're making the sale. Um, also, there's the point of when you, you know, if you're storing it at an elevator, there's the storage costs, you know, you think about interest rate costs, all of that. In some regards, everybody's situation is different, but you can sell the cash right now and you can buy a July 450 corn call for 15 cents, which might be cheaper than storage and have that upside potential between now and the end of June. So that way you're still participating and reowning on paper and not feeling so bad if prices rally and you've sold it. But one thing I would really, again, say is if you're in that camp, start the re-ownership process soon because, again, with, we're not going to know that the market has found its low for sure until we're already up 30 cents and charging higher. So just be mechanical about it. 
make the cash sale if that's what you need to do, mm -hmm. and turn around and look at the July corn calls. Jermaine, your question was kind of asked, uh, and I'm going to mold it here. Uh, we're going to move into Eric in Wisconsin. This is a weather question. Uh, Eric is asking, you know, we had the news about El Nino, La Nina. With the pattern seem to have, we had less snow in the upper Midwest. How will low water levels in the upper Mississippi River affect our inputs and exports in the area? You know, I hadn't thought about how that would trickle through again for this year. But if we do have another year of drought conditions, yeah, that Mississippi River is going to be low again. And that is going to affect exports. So we'll, I know like we've seen more exports in the Great Lakes. Um, of course, the PNW is a great route the rails through Mexico, uh, but that would be an issue down the road. So we do have to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. um, nothing that we can trade or forecast at this moment, but it is definitely something there. Because, you know, when you think about how dry it is right now, you know, it's 60 degrees. I walk into the studio today in a tank top and it's the end of February and I not have a parka. I don't have my snow boots in the car. And it is a lot like 2012, you know, where I live in Wisconsin, Lake Winnebago is opening up. It's the biggest inland lake for our state. And in 2012, people were fishing in their boats on the lake in March instead of wrapping up ice fishing. So there are a lot of parallels to 2012. And the other thing that maybe is frustrating for producers is that you know, people are going to assume that these new hybrids are going to be fine. Everything's going to be just fine and one timely rain will save the day. Um, so it, I don't know if we're going to be quick to have a weather run higher or if it's going to be slow to happen because like the market is just anticipating that things will be fine but this is not normal all of iowa's in a drought the northeast portion of iowa is in a red drought two-thirds of wisconsin's in a drought two-thirds of minnesota in a drought two-thirds of north dakota is in a drought eastern nebraska in a drought so it's not looking great for a start but we'll see we'll see what mother nature brings we will see what uh, other questions we'll get next time that you're with us, but that'll do it for right now. I appreciate your time today in Market Plus. Thanks, Naomi. Thank you. All right, next week, we are going to look at that ticking clock on a resolution over, you guessed it, water. We'll also have the commodity market analysis with Elaine Cub. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a great week.